Ah, love. The act of caring and giving to someone else and having their best interests at heart. Whether it be spending your money on an outrageous gift or risking your own health to make someone else happy. Love can make you do some crazy things. But what happens when love meets adversity? Does it last? Or does it just wither away? Let's find out. My name's Hannah Sensu. I'm 24 years old. I've been playing basketball ever since I was six. And what got me into basketball is my cousin had joined a rec team at the YMCA. And then I had just decided to join after. And ever since then. Starting from like high school, mm-hmm. like your high school career, um, what is your basketball timeline? So, like, I so had... like from like uh, ninth grade all the way like until currently, like your basketball timeline. Okay. So I played varsity basketball four years at Hillcrest Christian in Granada Hills. Um, I had gotten injured my sophomore year of high school. I didn't play at all that season. I tore my ligaments in my ankle, so I was out that season. Um, so coming back to my junior year, I played, joined travel teams, and then um, after playing travel teams, just getting more exposure, that's when I had realized that, okay, maybe I can do a little bit more with basketball. Um, maybe college isn't the option. I just didn't have much guidance from my college or high school coach Mm -hmm. and it was mostly with the help of my travel team coaches that had guided me to say hey like you have potential to play college basketball and so then after junior year I was just working all summer working out playing games going to tournaments and then going into senior year of my high school season um, just played games and then had uh, looked into a couple of junior colleges, sent to Pierce, COC, Santa Monica, and LA Valley. Um, LA Valley was the one at the, the school that had piqued most interest. Um, I had met one of the assistant coaches my junior year of high school. And ever since then, LA Valley had just kind of stuck at the back of my head. And so then after I had contacted LA Valley, um, graduated from high school, sent them my films, everything, met the coaches, went on a campus tour. I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to go to school, play basketball. Um, If it works out, great. If not, we tried. And so then my third, fourth day of practice at LA Valley, uh, we were doing one-on-one drills and the girl had uh, jab-stepped on the inside of my ankle, on the ankle that I had re-tore, or tore, tore my ligaments at my sophomore year of high school so I had basically retore everything had to medical redshirt that first year so I sat out my first year of college I'm like okay let me finish my classes see how this is gonna go if I come back next year then I come back um came back next year I was the 15th man on the team my coach had basically told me um you're here for the 15th man you may or may not get minutes I said okay no problem um and just embraced my role and then my sophomore year after that, um, I had more responsibilities on the team. She had told me my responsibilities to be a shooter, just to lead the team. And then after my sophomore year at LA Valley, I had gotten a scholarship to La Sierra University in Riverside. Um, I, it was an 
different and unique experience. Um, just that it wasn't what I had thought it would be, would have been. The program was trying to rebuild. The coach didn't know what she was doing. So when I had decided that I'm not going to go back to Lost Sierra after that, and I had gotten a scholarship after Lost Sierra to Hope University in Fullerton. So when I had finished my schooling and my four years of basketball at Hope International, then the year after I had finished playing college basketball, I had got asked to coach at Cleveland High School in Reseda. So that's everything from high school up until this point of basketball. Nice. Elaborate a little more on your situation transferring from Valley to La Sierra and then your situation at La Sierra and then making the shift from La Sierra to Hope. All right. So once I had graduated from Valley, I got a scholarship to La Sierra in Riverside. So I had went on a campus tour, signed with the coach, and about a week, two weeks after I had signed with him, he had called me saying that he is the men's coach. And I was just confused. I'm like, oh, cool, so you're going to be coaching both teams. He's like, no, I'm coaching the men's team. It's like, oh, okay. So what does that happen in terms of my scholarship and everything? So he basically said that uh, I'm stuck since I had already signed and that they're in the process of looking for a new coach. This was maybe April, May, after I had signed. So then um, after graduation, we still had no coach. Um, we had gotten a coach probably a week before school had started. Uh, the first time I had met her, I just got a, felt a weird, I don't know, weird vibe from her. Um, so we begin workouts, and we had the team had nominated captains, and I was nominated one of them. And so the girls had just kind of always looked up to me, and like. Um, so whenever we like went through workouts, like they'd be asking me questions, whatnot, and whatever. And so. The coach and I, we just went butted heads the whole season. Um, if she would say, hey, I'm taking this to admissions office at 3, I'm one to follow up and say, hey, did you take this to admissions office? She'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. So I just had thought that was kind of weird. So I had, I was working, I, while in school, I was working as well. So I had gotten tra transferred down from Porter Ranch to Riverside Sports Chalet. And so I accommodated my work schedule with... Uh, class in practice and so she had gotten mad that I would have to go to work and she was like oh don't worry like don't worry about work I'll get you an on-campus job so I said okay cool I'm gonna stay on campus I had followed up with her I said hey we're like what's up what's going on with the campus job she said oh I never said I was gonna get you a campus job it's like what so um later on in the season goes we started going on our away trips going to our games and Whenever we go on our games, we have to leave class early. So we had to let the teachers know, hey, you know, we're leaving this class early at this time to go to this game. So I told my teacher about a week in advance, and she said, okay, no problem. I just need an email confirmation from your coach. I said, okay, perfect. This is why I told you in advance. So in case anything like this happens, we have ample time. So I told my coach, I said, hey, my teacher needs an email from you. She said, oh, okay, I'll send your teacher an email. So I go back to my teacher, hey. My coach has sent you an email. She's like, uh, I never got an email from your coach. So we had gone back and forth about three, four times. And I was walking one day with my teacher. We were walking to class. I went to office hours or something. We were walking back to class. I stopped my coach. Like, literally at the same time, my coach was walking. I'm like, coach, 
This is the teacher that you said you were sending the emails to that she said she never received a single email from you. So what's going on? My coach was red. She was so embarrassed. She was so mortified. She's like, oh, yeah, I never sent you an email. I just told Hannah we did. I was like, what? Um, and so then, like, my teacher was, had, like, I had built that trust with her. So my teacher had trusted me, not my coach. Um, and so then after that, a um, couple weeks down the road, I ended up tearing my meniscus. And that was a kind of, oh, thank God moment that <laughs> I didn't have to really finish season. Because we, during, um, once conference had started, our practice times had gotten changed. So we had started practice at like 6, no, 5 o'clock. And I had gotten out of my class at 6. And my coach was like, okay, you need to leave class to make it to practice on time. It's like, coach, I'm in class till 6. Practice starts at 5. I have to get something to eat. I have to get tape. Like, what? It's not going to work. Like, this is, like, I'm here for school, not for basketball. She's like, oh, you're not an athlete student? No, I'm a student athlete. So we were just buddy heads the whole season. And it came down to our last probably two weeks where we went on away trips up north. And she had said that if you're injured, you don't go on the trips, which I thought that was kind of weird because at my junior college level, everybody went on. Like, I had surgery and I had three, four stitches in my foot, and I still went on the trip. I was like, well, this is kind of weird that we're not. Go- I'm not going on the trip, let alone like being the captain. Like, I want to be there for my team, but I'm not allowed, in a sense, to go on the trip. She's like, yeah, we're not going on the trip since you're not out- since you're not playing. Tori your meniscus, you're not you're you're not a factor of the team, so you're not playing. So then, like from like that moment, that's when I had realized like the type of pro- program she's running, like the type of person that she is. And so then after that, like, I had just separated myself from the team. Um, Just kind of going through the motions just till the finish of the season. And um, so I had already decided that I was not going back to La Sierra the following year. I was keeping in contact with the Hope coach from Fullerton because that was one of the schools that I was looking at after Valley. And he said, okay, don't worry, like, I explained the situation to him. He said, okay, don't worry. Like, we're going to try to figure something out, try to get some money. I said, okay, cool. Thank you. We'll just keep touch base. Um, so, and after I had finished La Sierra, like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm not going back. The I had contacted the Hope coach. I said, hey, what's going on? Do you have open gyms? Do you have workouts? Like, what's the financial package look like? So, he had sent me saying, um, turns out that they don't have enough money for me. I said, okay, no problem. Let me go back home. Let me figure something out so I'd gone home um still no money for me at Hope and so I'm like okay let me just start coaching let me try to figure out to finish school online somewhere so I had found an online program through Cal Baptist so okay I'm gonna finish my online program through here start coaching start working so I had accepted a coaching job at Cleveland in Reseda and about two three weeks after I had accepted the coaching position the coach from Hope he had recontacted me saying two three girls had declined their scholarship or decided not to come so now there's more money in the program and the offers there if I want it so literally I went within the next hour down to hope and just signed everything and then moved in the next day and just being able to finish playing basketball after everything that I went through through La Sierra um, it's just a blessing and 
Um, just thankful that I got to finish playing basketball, especially completing those four years for four years of college basketball for the fact that I wasn't even supposed to play college basketball. That was really cool. And um, so after my season had ended at Hope, the coach from Cleveland had contacted me and she asked me if I would be interested in uh, coaching the girls again. And I accepted the job. In the end, that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could, I guess, like, go into, like, a little bit more detail about when the coach got fired. Mm. Was it at La Sierra or was that at Hope? Oh, no, no. He had just took on the position from... He didn't get fired. He just took on the position. He transitioned from the women's side to the men's men's team. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because usually... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then they had found some... This... this, The coach who had coached us, she just... She plays... She never played basketball. She had, like, no... No... I, like... No idea about basketball. I don't know how coaches. I don't know how. Yeah, she played softball. Like she played softball. She was on the board for some athletic director, something or other. So I think that's how she had got the job. That's crazy. But no, we would be in practices, and I'd be asking her questions because everybody else was too nervous too. I'd be asking her questions like on the press break, on the press, just like on spacing and court awareness. Mm-hmm. And because she had always emphasized, if you don't know something, raise your hand and ask. So I raised my hand and asked. She said, "Oh, we don't have time to answer the question. Let's keep." going forward <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get when everybody else was just as confused if not more confused than I was that's funny <laughs> what would you say was the most difficult moment of your basketball career to date I think the most difficult moment of my basketball career was probably sitting out and redshirting that first year of college um, just because it was my first year of college, and I didn't know what to expect. And then just having kind of this curveball thrown at me of having to sit out, have surgery, was just out of the blue. So I didn't really know what to expect and how to handle the situation. Um, <clears throat> but it was a blessing in disguise, I guess you could say. Um, because sitting out that first year had me, I got to sit on the sideline and watch how the program was ran, how my coach ran everything, how practices went, how the games were. So that was a good eye-opener to see how to mentally and emotionally prepare for the upcoming year. Okay. If you had to choose, what would be your most memorable moment in your basketball career to date? I think probably being able to play four years of college basketball would be the most memorable moment. Not like one specific moment, but just a completing the four years and saying, hey, I did it. Just because of the fact that I'm that kid from Northridge that people said, oh, she can't play college basketball. She's too small, too short, not quick enough. And just the fact that my high school coach was like oh she's not good enough to play in college that's what that would be the most memorable moment being able to compl- say that I completed four years of college basketball that's dope um what would you tell your younger self if you had like one thing to tell them or what advice would you give your younger self if you had like five minutes to talk to them uh probably to 
not give up on anything and just to work hard consistently day in and day out. Um, don't let the outside world affect what you don't let the negativity from the outside world affect you or have an impact or influence on you because easily I could have quit if they were like oh she's too too small too short not quick enough like I could have let that impact me and I could have been like oh I'm not even gonna try I'm not good enough to play college and that just could have that just would have been the end of that so just to not give up and not listen to what people have to say but don't take it personally and don't let it have an impact on you nice if you could sum up your career in one word what would it be I would have to say love um just for the love of the game I wouldn't have done what I did if I didn't actually love playing basketball I wouldn't have came back after the surgery to play I wouldn't have found another school after I'd left La Sierra to come back and play I wouldn't have started coaching if I didn't actually love basketball so yeah love <laughs> thanks for taking the time to listen if you have someone in mind that has a story that you think should be heard be sure to follow us on Instagram at the game behind the game and leave us a message. If you have any questions or comments, email us at gamebehindthegame@gmail.com. at gmail.com. In the meantime, help spread the word to anyone that you think may enjoy and or benefit from this podcast. And if you haven't yet, go to either Apple or Spotify podcast to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your input and experiences are what keep us going. 